How would you like to be able to speak easily, effortlessly, naturally, automatically, without thinking about it? The same way you do when you walk. Think about it. When you walk, do you think about how you're walking? Do you think about the fact that you're walking? Or do you just walk? If you want to go to that room, or you want to go to the bathroom, you want to walk down the street, you just get up and do it. You don't really think about the mechanics. My name is Michael Williams, and today we're going to be continuing our series on how you can speak like you walk, speak the way that you walk, which means you don't have to think about the mechanics of speaking. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, Michael, don't you teach us that we have to focus on certain skills, that we have to focus on modeling and making sure that we're maintaining airflow. Don't you teach us that, right? And the answer is yes. And I'm going to be explaining to you why. Because to get to a place where you are speaking like you walk, that is speaking without thinking, speaking easily and effortlessly, you have to go through a process. The same way you did as a baby. The same way you did as a baby even when you learned to speak. But let's just talk about walking. So as a baby, you observed people around you moving, moving around, right, in an upright manner. And instinctively, as a part of our nature, we want to be able to do that. We have a drive to do that. And so you start watching other people and you have this desire to move the same way that they're moving. And so you start to move, you start to crawl a little bit, right? You start crawling faster. And maybe you hold on to something and as your legs get stronger and are able to support your weight, then you're able to get up and wobble and, and move around until finally you let go and you start moving a little faster and maybe you stumble and fall. But you keep doing that. You keep repeating that because instinctively it's driving you towards being able to walk. So there's a few things that are happening with that walking scenario as well as when you're learning to speak. There's a few things that's happening that babies are doing that we can learn from, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But the point here is that you went through a process, and the process almost required you to fail sometimes, right? To fall, to stumble, but you kept doing it until you're able to walk, right? For those of us who can walk. In the same way, if you want to get to a place where you're speaking smoothly, you're articulating your thoughts clearly and confidently, then you do have to go through a process, right? A process where you are aware that you're speaking, you're aware of how you want to speak, right? And then you're aware of how you are speaking right then. So first you have to be aware that you're speaking. Hey, I'm speaking right now. This isn't the way I want to speak, but this is the way I want to speak. I want to speak smoothly. I want to do this. Okay, now how do I do that? Well, I need to do this. I need to breathe more. I need to extend my words more or whatever. So whenever anyone wants to upgrade their skills, right? Whenever anyone wants to upgrade or a part of a skill, right? Athletes do this. Musicians do this. If there's something that you want to improve, you have to bring it back into your awareness, that particular skill or that aspect or that part of the skill. You bring it back <clears throat> into your awareness and then you retrain yourself to be able to do it in a different way. And what that means is that you're going to experience some awkwardness, right? You're not going to be 
playing, if you will, as smoothly as you did before, because what you're doing is you're kind of rebuilding that aspect of the skill so that you can improve it, right? You can do even better than you did before. So you're uncomfortable, it's awkward, you're not able to do it easily. And one of the reasons is that we have an area, a part of our brain called the basal ganglia. And what this area does, right, what this part of our brain does, is it's primarily responsible for managing our habits, our patterns, right? So it allows us to do things automatically without having to consciously think about it. And so it conserves energy, it conserves energy. Now, when it's doing its job, you and I are doing things mechanically, we're doing things automatically that, that we're not really thinking about, like walking, like talking. The challenge is when you want to improve those things, if you want to improve the way you're moving your hands, or improve the way that you're walking, right, or improve the way that you're speaking, you, using your prefrontal cortex, you have to then take back control of aspects of that skill, of that pattern, so that you can change them. You have to become aware that you are, for example, speaking, and then how do I want to speak? Okay, now this is what I need to do. So when your brain's doing its job, things are automatic. But if you want to change something, then you have to be aware of it and you have to refocus your attention or focus your attention on doing that thing differently. So when you ask the question, well, Michael, uh, if we want to get to the place where we speak like we walk, meaning we don't think about it, but at the same time you're saying that we do have to think about it, then isn't that a contradiction? Well, no, because it's a phase. It's a phase that you go through. And once, once and as you're going through that phase, and you're speaking the way you want to speak, then it starts to become automatic. Then you start to do it without thinking. So I want to give you a principle or two, and I want to give you some specific strategies on how to get to the place where you can speak like you walk. So the first thing that we mentioned earlier is that you have to become aware. And you can apply this to just about anything, anything that you want to change. Awareness, right? You have to become aware that you're, spe that you're speaking, how you're speaking, and then the way that you want to speak. Not necessarily in that order, but uh, you do have to be aware, hey, I'm speaking, this isn't how I want to speak, but this is how I want to speak, and here's how I can do that. So you have to become aware, because if you're not aware, your basal ganglia will do its job, and you'll just keep repeating doing what you usually do. All right. The second thing that needs to happen is you need to remember this principle of repetition. Repetition. This is one of the ways, one of the major ways that our brains develop new patterns, right? Develop or learn new skills is through repetition. So think of the baby. The baby didn't just try to walk once or 10 times or 100 times, probably thousands, if not tens of thousands of times. The baby tried, attempted, failed, kept doing it until it improved, until it was able to do that. The same thing with you. If you want to be able to speak easily and effortlessly, then what you have to do is you have to repeat. Repeat.
What are you repeating? Well, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but you have to remember repetition. So the more you repeat, the more you're going to be able to wire in this new way, this smoother way, this easier way of speaking. The more you repeat, the faster and the sooner that basal ganglia takes that behavior and makes it automatic. Because what is actually happening is that you are wiring together, you're firing and wiring neurons together that represent that particular skill or that thought pattern, whatever it is that you're trying to change or replace. So repetition is the key. Now, from this, you may have heard me talk about this before, but you practice essentially all the time. So let me ex expound on this. Of course, you've heard me, you've heard everybody talk about the, the power and the necessity of practice, but I want to talk about it a slightly different way. And that is, every time you speak, you must see it as a practice opportunity. Right? You have to see it as a practice opportunity. Opportunity or experience, right? Now, the reason this is important is because it can change, it can change your perspective of what you're actually doing. It can release the pressure of that experience. So if you see uh, a conversation, if you see a meeting, if you see an interview, if you see a presentation, as another opportunity to practice, then you don't take it as seriously as you would if you're like, this is it. If I mess up on this one, my career's over. If I don't get this job, that's it. Like, then you put a lot of unnecessary pressure on yourself. But if you see everything as a practice opportunity, meaning you see it and you say, you know what? There will be another opportunity. Of course I want to do well. Of course I want to do my best. Of course this may be very important to me. Of course people may be checking me out and making sure and evaluating me, right? But when you see it as a practice opportunity, you also know that you're going to have other practice opportunities. And so you release the pressure, right? You release the pressure so you don't feel as anxious about it, right? You're not preoccupied with it. So practice Seeing every opportunity, every experience, every time you speak, no pressure, low pressure, medium, high pressure, as practice. Whenever I go out, I try to take advantage of opportunities to speak Spanish. And sometimes it doesn't work as well. Sometimes I don't say all the things that I want. But some, even if I just say a little bit, at least I saw that as a practice opportunity and not like, uh-oh, if I mess up here, people are going to think this, people are going to think. And usually what happens is people kind of appreciate it, like one of my barbers. She says, oh, do I like on your muy bien, muy bien. Now, I know that, I, you know, half the time I can't understand what he's saying because he speaks super fast. Uh, but I'm starting to pick it up more and more and more and more because it's not like I do it every day. And <clears throat> I'm starting to get a little more comfortable. Of course, I speak slower than they do. But it's okay. Often they will appreciate that. So my point is, I try to see opportunities and I try to take advantage of them as practice opportunities 
and the fact that I will have more and more of them, and so this is not a big deal. And even if it is a big deal, like a big presentation, you have to almost trick yourself into thinking, it's not a big deal. I'm going to prepare like hell. I'm going to do my best. But guess what? Another opportunity will come along. And you'll be more likely to knock it out of the park if you have that kind of attitude than if you increase the pressure on yourself. Oh my God, I have to do well or else. So release the pressure by practicing and seeing every every single opportunity. So every time you open your mouth to speak, it's practice time. It's an opportunity to practice. Now here's the second one here. You practice without judgment. Now this is one that you may not have heard me talk about much. You practice without judgment. Remember I told you that we were going to talk about um, one of the, the qualities and characteristics that babies have when they're learning something, when they're learning to walk, when they're learning to talk, and so on. And that is that they probably don't judge themselves very much, right? They keep falling and getting up and trying again until they master it. You and I have to adopt that same kind of attitude. So we have to learn to practice, that is, get out there and speak the way we want to speak. And Pro90D gives you a roadmap, right? gives you a science-based roadmap on various things to do to smooth out your speech. So we have to get out and do that as often as possible, but do it without judgment. So I'm going to give you some uh, self-talk affirmations that you can use that are extremely powerful. So number one, tell yourself and remember that it's okay to mess up. It's okay to have disfluencies. This is critical. It's okay to have disfluencies. It's okay to mess up. In fact, depending on where you are in your progress, right, of improving your speech, you have to understand that you're not going to go from point A to Z in just one leap, right? It's, you got to go through the alphabet, right? You got to take those steps. So you focus on the steps that you're taking and it will get you to your end result, to your goal. So you have to tell yourself, it's perfectly okay to have disfluencies because guess what? Everyone has disfluencies from time to time. There is no one who never has disfluencies, right? Everyone has disfluencies from time to time. There may be uh, an experience or there may be a time when someone's speaking and they're seemingly flawless, but there are other times where that person is not flawless. In fact, if you listen to the people around you, if you observe them, and I've had many, if not most of my clients do this, people who they thought were really, really fluent, really, really great speakers, they hear them sometimes kind of getting a little stuck, repeating words, using filler words. Sometimes they hear people using lots of filler words and repeat, and, and well, uh, um, uh, uh, right, just doing all kinds of things like that. Now, Someone says, well, Mike, that's not the same as just not being able to get air out and blocking and stuttering and so forth. Well, it's not the same in most cases. However, there are times where a person who uh, is not a severe stutterer or they're not someone that stutters all the time, let's call it chronic, where they're under pressure and they literally do starts like they, they can't get it out. Now, if they were to think about that, 
and they were to define themselves as, ooh, I'm, gonna, I'm a stutterer now. I'm going to be getting stuck whenever I'm in this kind of speaking situation. Then they would actually begin to do that, right? They would start seeing themselves as a person who stutters in this situation when they're meeting new people and they're giving a presentation when they're doing an interview. And that would define them. And because of that, they would actually start to stutter then, right? So what I'm saying is that when you are speaking, it's very important that you tell yourself that's okay to have disfluencies because everyone around you has disfluencies. The difference is that they just don't notice it. It doesn't bother them. They don't define themselves that way. So when you start to say, it's, it's okay, it's all right to mess up. It's okay that I messed up, but I have another opportunity because every opportunity, every time I speak, it's practice time. Does this make sense? So when you see it that way, you take the pressure off. You take the pressure off yourself, all right? And that alone is very, very important to shift your mindset from seeing every opportunity as this vastly important opportunity where you have to be perfect and that you shouldn't have any disfluencies, that you should be 100%, 100% of the time. You are going to put too much pressure on yourself and so you have to be able to release that pressure and say, hey, it's okay for me to have disfluencies. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't work on your speech and that you don't try to become an excellent speaker. It just means you're taking the pressure off yourself the same way a baby does. A baby just almost doesn't care. It keeps doing it. It might get frustrated sometimes, but it keeps doing it until it gets it. So you have to tell yourself, hey, it's all right. I'm just going to keep doing this. Every time I speak is a practice opportunity, and I'll always have another one. And it's okay for me to have disfluencies. It's okay for me to mess up from time to time because I'm learning. I'm improving. And I'm just going to keep focusing on how I want to speak. All right? Very important that you remember this principle here and those little affirmations that I gave you because if you do, you'll release the pressure and you'll find that you're able to get out there and start getting more traction, staying motivated, staying encouraged. You'll find that you're going to start uh, learning faster, speaking smoother, and not focusing and not getting distracted by the little deficiencies, the little times, the few times where you mess up. You're not going to allow yourself to get distracted and frustrated, right? You're going to just keep focusing on moving forward. Now, if you're watching this video and you are a professional and you're looking for ways to accelerate your progress, the fastest way is to work with us one-on-one. -on -one. The self-study is absolutely fantastic and that may be the best step for you right now, but I can tell you from years and years of experience that people who want to accelerate their progress, you have important interviews and meetings uh, coming up and you want to make a better impression of yourself, then working with us one-on-one -on -one is, is the fastest way and the best way for you to guarantee yourself that you're going to take your speech to the next level. You, of course, have to do the work, right, because it's all about changing your brain, but that's the best way for you to do it. So I want to invite you to click the link in or around this video where 
you can either book an assessment session with me or one of our coaches, or you can go ahead and enroll. Maybe you've been following me for a while. You don't need an assessment session. You want to go ahead and reserve your seat now because we're moving into a season where things are about to really, really, really crank up. So thank you so much for watching this video. I hope this has been helpful for you. We'll have one more little follow-up video in the series. But essentially, hopefully you're starting to see that, hey, if I want to speak easily and effortlessly, then it's going to be important that I'm aware of how I'm speaking initially, right? And that I practice the principle of repetition or else I'm simply not going to learn. Think of the baby. And that I see every speaking experience and opportunity as practice. It's practice and there's going to be more opportunities. And that I release the pressure because I'm practicing without judgment. I'm, saying, I'm just giving myself a break. It's okay, I messed up, but that's okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm still working on this. I'm improving. Okay, so hopefully this has been helpful. Again, my name is Michael Williams, and I'll see you next time.